0: All right, Utah knocked off the traitorous USC Trojans uh, to win the Pac-12 title. Uh, we've got previews of all eight of the bowl games this year from a, after a tremendously successful uh, season for the Pac-12. Uh, we're going to talk about all that more on this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show.
1: Hello, blog fans. Well, you work all week on trying to identify who the eligible receivers are.
0: This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of our picks over the course of the season. So only one game last week, or last week, two weeks ago at this point, now that we're recording this. Utah on USC in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, these teams met during the regular season, and USC, frankly, choked away a game. Utah was able to win it late by going for two. Uh, and USC got on top of this thing early. It was 14-3 to after the first quarter, uh, but brother, uh, the dam broke, and Utah ran away with this thing
1: 47-24. to I saw at one point they were on like a 34 or 37-7 to run or something. I mean, they... I mean, it really it really was a story of, like, three components of this game, which was the first quarter, USC won it. Yep. The next 35 points that Utah scored put the game away, basically, and then USC kind of scored a few points late to make it appear a little bit more competitive, although not that much more competitive. Um, and, uh, yeah, Utah just kicked the shit out of USC in this game.
0: Yeah, I mean it was. Uh, I mean I, I said fourteen to three. USC actually gotten it to seventeen to three in the second quarter, and then uh, it just started coming uh, for Utah. And uh, USC was able to get it back to a three point game in the fourth quarter, but then Utah scored the last three touchdowns. I mean, just running the ball over them. I mean, basically doing. I mean, you know, it's like three hundred ten yards passing for Cam Rising, which is like a. 600 yards at any other school uh and kind of indicative of what we've been talking about at points this season saying that usc much improved certainly this year but also like their defense really isn't that fantastic and they get in this game where they lose a turnover battle and which is something they've been winning dramatically all season and their their defense is just not up to the standard of a Pac-12 champion, much less to a college football playoff participant.
1: Yeah, I mean, you and I are going to have a hard time objectively talking about this game because it was the worst possible outcome for our beloved Huskies. Oh yeah, I mean, it absolutely turfed their. I mean, not only their you know New Year's Six game. I mean, it just it just took a it took UW from a Rose Bowl berth to the Alamo bowl, yeah. which precipitous fall. And so it's hard to um, uh, disconnect from that. But from a, like overall standpoint, these fucking traitorous USC Trojans leaving the pack 12 because they can't, whatever they can't, they can't be the leaders of a conference anymore. They need to go be the fourth best team in the big 10. Yeah. Um, you know, like from a, from that standpoint, this is just justice, right? Like, getting their ass kicked by utah a team they don't even know about or respect in any way yeah um you know like if if you can decouple from the devastating impact this had on washington's end game um there's a lot to like about this outcome um
0: but i can't because i am emotionally attached to washington so that's that's the problem i have yeah, I mean, obviously I was disappointed when Washington lost their shot to be in the Rose Bowl against the Penn State team that, you know, it'd be nice to get a, a rematch against those guys in a big bowl game, losing to the Saquon Barkley team. Uh, I think it was that 17. Yeah, it was. I was in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, Fiesta and, Bowl. Uh, it'd be nice to play those guys again. They're certainly, of like the Big Ten elite schools, they're more beatable than michigan or ohio state so you know washington would have been in the game and in with a shot to actually win it so instead washington gets uh well we'll talk about that in the next segment so the other news uh that happens uh how about oregon's offensive coordinator uh, kenny dillingham did we talk about him getting hired by arizona state no because
1: it hadn't happened yet
0: there you go Uh, and who knows Oregon's offense was awesome this year. Like at points this year, they looked like as, uh, uh, when Bo Nix was really running it, I mean, he he was having these games where he'd throw for 300 yards run for another 80 and like, you know, uh, account for like six touchdowns. And that wasn't like a wild game for him. That was like, he had a good handful of those this season. So their offense was super, uh, you know, it warranted, uh, attention for the offensive coordinator, considering Lanning's, uh, defensive guy uh and apparently read in the articles about this that uh arizona that dillingham i guess was an arizona state guy and this was like a dream job for him so uh you know good hire they got somebody with like some familiarity with college football which is a change of pace from herm edwards
1: yeah so i want to backtrack i think we may have talked about this because we talked about how you shouldn't be giving an 80 to 100 million dollar a year you know uh athletic department revenue job to a 33 year old okay but uh, that's my that's my fault um for misstating that um yeah i mean he's he's done well in terms of recruiting in the first couple weeks of his tenure um oregon yeah lost lost the oc they brought in the offensive coordinator from utsa which is a good hire probably i would say that oregon did yeah, Oregon's new new offensive coordinator was the former offensive coordinator at University of Texas San Antonio, and they have been impressive for the last couple of years. So that's good. Um, the recent recent news. am I'm, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna you, regarding
0: Arizona State, did you see who they brought in to BOC? No, a Bo, a Baldwin.
1: Oh, there we go. The old
0: the old Baldwin. So he was the head coach at Cal Poly after flaming out at Cal as an offensive coordinator. Uh, And here's one down the line who replaced him at Cal Poly. None other than Paul Wolf.
1: (laughs) What a world, man. Yeah.
0: I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if Eric saw that. I was excited to bring this up. Yeah, that's that is incredible. Um, (laughs) That that sequence of events. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a bunch of guest stars from prior seasons just popping in for a little cameo. Yeah, 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 and then you got so you got oh, Washington State, then
1: also just lost their offensive coordinator to University of North Texas, which is big in as much as the University of Washington just lost its four-star quarterback Lincoln Keinholz or Kleinholz to yeah. Ohio State. Dead to me. Um, and then immediately turned around and offered a young man by the name of Sam Levitt out of Oregon who is Washington state's highest ranked recruit, a four star quarterback Yeah, uh, who uh, promptly turned around this evening on social media and decommitted from Washington state. Um, so there's like, there's wheels moving. There's, there's things that are percolating. There's stuff that's happening. I want to say we are swimming a little bit below the surface because by far and away, in my opinion, at least the biggest news as it were peripherally awaits to the Pac-10 and Pac-12, of course, is that Mike Leach passed away. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yesterday. So that's a little s- sobering. It's not quite as much fun as what we've been having talking about on these other things. But, like, that guy, um, you know, he left WSU a couple years ago to Mississippi State. It was kind of his first uh, foray into, like, a big-time role, which I saw uh, – someone was alluding to the fact that he sort of like shunned the big roles. And I think that's a complete misstatement of the facts. He, he always tried for the big roles, right. He tried to get Tennessee. If yeah. you, know, like he tried for the big roles. He was always just a little too weird for the, yeah. big roles, like, and he was always more, he was more apt to be in the Texas tech, the Washington States of the world. I felt like Mississippi state in, you know, getting that miss, that sec role, Mike Leach was sort of validated. Um, and then now, of course, the outpouring of support forums, you know, in the last couple of days has sort of further validated that he was more impactful than most people recognized. Um But uh, yeah, I mean, from a, just from a, you know, state of Washington football fan, like Mike Leach had a very large impact in the course of the last decade in in the trajectory of like college football.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, what I like about Mike Leach is, and I, when he passed, obviously like you have his incredible off the cuff rants at like news conferences. This guy will talk about anything and talk about it with some intelligence. And in a way that's like amusing. I mean, he's a, he's a, uh, marvelous extemporaneous speaker, uh, clearly has a lot of interests outside of football. Uh, what, uh, and so I like reread the Michael Lewis profile that was in New York times magazine back when he was in Texas tech yesterday. Um, uh, you know, watched a bunch of you know old interview clips and was basically reading a lot of Mike Leach content. And I guess there's some remembering Mike Mike Leach thing that they aired on SEC Network that I'm probably going to watch tonight after we get done with this. Uh, what my what what I like about Mike Leach is that uh, he uh, is that like he you know like there's a lot of horseshit about like disruptors in tech, right?
1: Yeah. where like people
0: start these businesses and we're going to shake up the industry. But like really a lot of times it's just like, we're going to uh, find a way to provide this uh, regulated service uh, with enough of a tweak uh, to say that it falls outside of those regulations mm-hmm. and then just undercut everybody, you know? Yep. So like, it doesn't really change shit. Uh, he truly disrupted college football. Like he, he, when there was a way that people thought it should be done he looked at it and said, no, nah, I think we can do it this way uh, and proved his point at bad jobs. Like he's the the best bad job coach uh, of all time, potentially like Texas Tech is not a was not a top half big 12 job. Washington State's not a top half Pac-12 job. Uh, Mississippi State's not a top half SEC job uh mississippi state hadn't gotten all the way off the ground uh because he'd only been there for a couple of few years at this point and we remember that it was it took a little time like at the beginning at washington state you're like i mean they were so bad that first year and then you're like wait does this guy have it you know yeah but they
1: lost to the portland state and we we chortled and enjoyed that
0: <laughs> yeah but then like uh he uh he just does his thing and he did it different than everybody else and i think that's part of what uh it's mildly like a a little bit kind of galling, right? Because the reason like he was never going to get the Tennessee job was because one, he was like personally weird, right? Like Mm -hmm. he didn't fit the mold of like your standard meat and potatoes college football coach. But then two, like he coached the game in a way that up until his death in certain circles – uh, was kind of viewed as not the way it ought to be played. And it becomes, it became like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy uh, because he was never, because at college football at the, at the end of the day, you can only do so much unless you're at like one of like, you know, a half dozen schools. Right. Yeah. Or, or and then there's maybe another half dozen or another dozen of which Washington's in that second group. Where like if the stars align, you maybe might be able to like actually compete at the top of the top. But most like most years, you're not going to be anywhere near it, right? So like yeah. he was never getting a shot to get any of these blue chip jobs, uh, and he I, I mean the way I view his story is that like I mean he he kind of shoved it up everybody's ass for his entire career, and I truly admire that.
1: Yeah, he's an interesting dude. He um, he, like you said, he certainly he was more impactful on college football, and now like increasingly the NFL, um, in terms of his air raid offense and the coaching tree that he created was incredible, otherworldly, Um, yeah, yeah, incredible. Yeah. So you have all the things that I think are packed twelve newsworthy in the past couple of weeks. Um, His passing, and I mean, I don't, I mean, like on a personal level, I'll say. Like I was really, really shaken up last week when Grant Wall passed away. Yeah, um, that like I grew up reading that guy. That's like like the first guy where I like you know I was reading him when I was in like you know college. Yeah, when he was just starting out covering college basketball. You know, he did the LeBron James story when he was in you know he like when he was in high school. Yeah, that guy and he covered soccer, which I you know I enjoy. And then so like I was already on the ropes. And then this happened and I was just like, man, you know, like college football, like it really makes you really like sit back and wonder, like the things you love about college football that are, that differentiate themselves from other sports that you follow. And like the most impactful thing for me about Mike Leach is like, he, he's a character that can't exist at any professional level or any other, you know, like he only exists in the college game and you know like it's been around for so like most of our adult lives and it was so awesome to like have that um yeah you know like and and like and we like to be frank like took it for took it for granted right because prior to this discussion like all of our conversations about Mike Leach have just been about like dumb things he did during a game or something and it's not until you like you see the body of work and it's taken away from you you are like god damn like that guy was good, you
0: know? He was um, so good, yeah. And, I mean, and, like, obviously Washington, you know, he was at a, a nominal rival school uh, when he was in the Pac-12. And for the most part, uh, Washington kicked the absolute shit out of him. Actually, uh, for 100% of the part, I don't think he ever beat Washington. <laughs> we No, he did. And, it, and it's, uh, I went to oh, right. the game Sark, in 2012 uh, with this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from law school. Sark fucked that game up. We were. We should have never lost that game. Uh, yeah. But Sark yeah, yeah, you know, right. had like okay. a score and a half lead and got conservative, and then WCU came yeah. storming back. And then one, the second when Washington needed to score. You know, we like went down the field like there wasn't even a defense to get the game into overtime at least. But then Washington fucked it up at the end, and the Cougs got to rush the field and have a good time. And I got to drive back to Spokane with my uh, buddy from law school, he was a big Coug fan, but I was happy for him. You know what I mean? Uh, we, was, uh, we weren't doing shit that season.
1: I was uh, I was at Harstein, yeah, with our friend and his wife at the time. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. Uh, there you go. There you fucking go. Yeah, uh, yeah, but like. But yeah, but that was the only one they won. And so it's like, yeah. So like a lot of the time, obviously, when he's coaching at a rival school, you're not going to be like singing the guy's praises. But like, he had a record against Oregon during his time in the Pac-12 that Washington would have killed to have. He, he I agree. Beat, he beat them <laughs> all yeah. the time. I agree. Like, he did not give a shit. I mean, and he would never be moved off it, you know? It's like, and that's a, that's another thing about it is that like, he, he picked what worked for him. And would not be moved off it in in ways that were probably galling to people that were fans of his teams at some point, especially Washington State against Washington when it became clear once Kwiatkowski and Jimmy Lake were there that, like, they had a defense to stop their bullshit. And they would not change it at, at all because it was working most of the time in their other games. And he's like, this is my bullshit. I'm going to continue to run it. Yeah, exactly. So... <clears throat> But that's kinda of, you sure. know, even like when you think about that, I to me that's kinda of admirable anyway. You know, it's like like in the balance, it's not worth it trying to tweak shit to solve this problem because I've solved so many other ones by not changing anything. I mean, he probably should have run the ball with Borgi a little bit more than he yeah. did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there. But other than that other than that, I've got very little to say except like it was super impactful this week for me. I think impacted more because of the Grand Wall scenario last week, but um the big, big Pac-12 news in my, in my opinion. at
0: least. Yeah. And then the other one, like, uh, this isn't like hugely, but apparently the UC Regents approved UCLA going to the big 10 today, this yeah, evening. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck uh, that. so who gives a shit? I think they're going to have to, fa- I saw somebody say, uh, that they're going to have to like, they were debating the, some stipend or something UCLA would have to pay to Cal out of their big 10 money. And I saw somebody yeah. on Twitter use the phrase Calimony. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Which made me I thought that was a good one. There you go. Yeah. Uh that sounds good. All right, so let's see some bowl games. Let's call them up. First up we got Oregon State.
1: Uh so I've made the home team in every one of these the Pac-12 school. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Yeah. I'm not I'm not changing it because they're all bowl games so so fuck off. Um Oregon State uh Florida. We've got Oregon State minus 10 or uh, Florida uh, more or less doesn't have half their roster playing in this game, like for various reasons. Yeah. Draft related, portal related. So that's why I believe you've got Oregon State minus ten. That's a big number for me as it relates to Oregon State, but Oregon State's a cohesive unit. Florida's a fucking mess. I'm gonna take Oregon State.
0: I'm gonna take Oregon State also. I think Oregon State because of all this uh you know dropping out for the draft uh roster uh attrition for Florida uh in Oregon State still with something to prove they got a chance to get to ten wins. And frankly, they were a good ass team this year. They're like an under the radar, really solid team in college football this season.
1: Yeah, nine and three. I mean they're they're good. Yep. All right. We get next we got Washington State, Fresno State. Fresno State three and a half point favorites. I don't know if Jake Hayner's playing in this game. I would assume he is. I believe he is, yeah. Seeing yeah. that Fresno State's three and a half point favorites. Washington State has lost their offensive and defensive coordinators, I think, to head coaching gigs in Texas. Um, I know their offensive coordinator left today. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm going to take Fresno in this. Like Washington State, just is a pitiful record in bowl games, and um, just doesn't doesn't show up for these games.
0: Um, I'll root for the Cougs in this guy. I'll I'll back the old Cougarinos. All right.
1: I mean, they are the better team. I'm not going to argue with you there. I just, um, I just feel like having lost their coordinators, they lost the Apple Cup in you know spectacular style. Like it's just, it's just, I, I don't feel great about them. Um, oh so yeah, it's lost, a, it's not a good pick. There.
0: I just wanna, I just wanna back them. Fair enough. Uh, Oregon
1: facing North Carolina in a bowl game. Oregon minus fourteen. North Carolina is kind of a mess, as I alluded to in a prior, like, you know, their, their offensive coordinator left to, I think, their core their quarterback, Drake May, who I really wanted to be a grad transfer to Washington, or a, a transfer to Washington, he's young, um, is in the portal. My guess is that's what's driving this minus 14 number. Oregon has had a shit ton of guys enter the portal as well, but Bo Nix is not one of them and seems like he's going to play in this game. I, I don't fucking know, man. Like, this game, the number of people on Oregon's squad who have entered the portal seems alarming to me, but North Carolina is a complete mess as well. What do you got?
0: Well, for so many of these lesser games, you know, like, it's really just like, you know, if can I just watch 10 minutes of it before I make my pick? Because, like, in so many of these lower-tier bowl games, it's one team cares and one team doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Bo Nix is going to be there and he's going to play, then at least Oregon is going to have the capacity to score points. I don't know what North Carolina's backup situation is. I don't know what the fuck Mac Brown is still doing coaching college football. I mean, kudos to him for having a reasonably good season this year. Uh, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. That
1: guy should be in the studio. Like,
0: yeah. It is, I'll, there's I'll studio that.
1: jobs available that pay really well and like when you don't need the money to begin with like why don't you just go do that
0: i remember reading some feature about mac brown that like after he had left the texas job and about the the vince young game against usc and in the locker room afterwards he was like uh trying to tell the players like do not let this be the most important night of your life you know which is like a good message in the abstract but like i think he was like uh overly concerned with uh I don't know. He lacked he lacked the improper perspective on life required. Yeah, wire. that was a pretty important night for them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I bet Vince
1: Young looks back on that night fondly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: that was a good-ass night. Um, who knows, man? I think, it's, I think once you're a football coach, it's a tough drug to kick because it seems like a pretty plush gig, although the hours do seem unreasonable. The hours but- seem rough. They pay great. You really have to suck up to a lot of high school kids, which I'm not that into. I would hate that. That's got to be tough. But I don't think he does a lot of that. It's probably like he probably pushes that on his staff. Yeah. In any event. Okay, so I'll take
0: take the Ducks in that one.
1: Yeah, we're both going to take Oregon there just because we don't know any better. Um, Back the pack, as they would say. Um, So UCLA is playing Pittsburgh, and they are six-point favorites. Pittsburgh's quarterback, who's a former USC quarterback, is it is it Keaton or is it the other one? Yeah, it's Keaton Slovis that went to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Both him and JT Daniels hit the portal again in recent weeks. But so it's Keaton Slovis, who is Pitt's quarterback. He's back in the portal. UCLA, I got to assume this is the final game of Dorian Thompson Robinson's career. And maybe yeah. he's not playing in this, but I don't know. But UCLA's favorite. I'm I'm going to just err on the side of the Pac-12 again take UCLA in this one. Yeah,
0: I mean I think that's reasonable. If you have all these games where like it's unclear where the start whether the starting quarterback is going to play or not, you figure DTR is going to play for UCLA. They got a chance to get to 10 wins. Pittsburgh's going to be breaking in some guy that they haven't been playing all year at quarterback. Uh in the uh I'm going to still call it uh, the greatest bowl game in the land. Maybe I've elevated it. My favorite Sun Bowl. Oh, the Sun Bowl. I, We got to go to that, dude. I, Wait, I have to, to go to that game. I've been to the Vegas Bowl. I've been to the Alamo Bowl, Rose Bowl. I've got something weird about New Mexico, man. Uh, New Mexico? I like for, well, that's El Paso's in Texas. Okay? Well, no, I know, but it's like, isn't it like right across <laughs> the border from like Albuquerque or something like that? Hmm. I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know. Is that true? <laughs> Is that but true? it's that area of the, of the world. Yeah, isn't it like El Paso? I mean, you fucking know a lot better than me, but like, isn't El Paso like west like super west yeah super duper west of texas uh it's like close to the uh mexico border so that i was thinking of it as kind of like that region of the country
1: yeah no i mean it's it's it borders new mexico yes it looks like it's
0: it is a short
1: four hour drive to to albuquerque okay fair enough but But uh, to me
0: on a map they look like they're in the same place
1: yeah, and Phoenix is pretty close to that as well. I didn't realize how close you were to El Paso if you are in Phoenix. That's interesting. Okay, I'm looking at a map now. Um, fair enough. All right, so we both got the Bruins there. Here's here's an interesting game that I don't understand, and I think this has to do with this has got to have a huge impact on like what's going on in the portal and the who wants to be there effect. But USC is playing two lane, and USC is one-and-a-half point favorites.
0: Odd. I mean, there, I'll tell you, any, Tulane is living a charmed life this year. Uh, that, not not like living. I I, I want to rephrase that because they've deserved what they've gotten. They are a good football team.
1: This is as far uh, as you know. Have you seen one second of Tulane football? I have
0: watched two of their games virtually completely,
1: because that's I start incredible. watching
0: and then I'm like, God, that fucking logo, and then I'm like, I hate it, and then eventually I'm like, ah, I love it.
1: All right. That's. I mean, that's. Incredible that you've watched that much Chilean football. So I, I'll
0: defer to you. Well, the, they're so interesting. I remember, I think that was one of the schools that like maybe Nick Montana transferred to once upon a time. Okay. Uh, uh, and then, uh, so like they're on the radar for that. Uh, our friend Adam went to law school for there for one year. So they're on the radar for that for me. Uh, and it's like, you know, I mean, like this is like a I I love a, a story like this because this is I've you know know nothing about Tulane football. My theory is that most years they're like three and eight. Yeah, and I'm sure that's true. For them to be eleven and two in a New Year's Six Bowl, uh, is Caleb Williams? Does he? Is he coming back next year? I think he is. Like he has to, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, so you figure he'd probably play then, right? Well, he's got the injury
1: that he picked up in the in the Utah game, right? The groin injury, so he might not just because of injury. They don't give a fuck about this game, so maybe that's why USC's only. Yeah, one this guy.
0: game is this is like they're going to talk about this at Tulane until the end of time. Yeah, if they're by some miracle they're able to win this game, give me the green wave. I want him to, dude. I yeah. hate. <laughs> I brought my
1: FUSC shirt with me on this trip. I wore it at the gym today in the hotel. Nice, it's a great shirt. All right, fuck USC. Um, Utah Rose Bowl alert. Utah, Penn State. Utah minus two and a half.
0: Yeah, and I saw this is going to look great because Penn State I saw on Twitter are going to be in the all white. So you would think Utah's got a counter with like the all red, maybe with the black hats. Who even knows? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna appeal to my eyes.
1: I'm taking the Pac-12 here. I'm taking Utah. I like Utah in this game too. Yeah,
0: I like these Utes to get a little get a little Rose Bowl action here. They love potentially.
1: Does the they care about the Rose Bowl and they want to be? I mean, I know Penn State does too, but I mean, it's like this is like Utah's time is right now because eventually Kyle Whittingham. Is going to retire and go do something else, and then Utah's in for a rough ride.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I can't understand why that guy – I mean, I guess, like, he's uh, maybe correctly assessed that, like, life's pretty good.
1: Yeah, dude, I think he's the smartest coach in the league, in the world, right? Like yeah. He's, he, he, there's, I mean, there's other coaches who have made this assessment as well, but he's, like, he's rich. Uh, you know, Salt Lake City's not a bad place to live. Good, high quality of living. He makes tons of money. He's got it dialed. He's got a style that everybody wants to be a part of, but can't, um, you know, like he's just going to gonna, he's gonna go leave and take a bigger job, and then he's going to fail at it. Like, why do that? Like, he's he's got it figured out. Yeah, I like it. All right. That leaves us with the final game of the bowl season, which is the Alamo Bowl. You're watching Huskies traveling to San Antonio to take on the University of Texas Longhorns. Texas. Four and a half point favorites. That is a joke to me. Texas sucks. Like their starting running back is not playing in this game. A bunch of other guys aren't playing in this game. UW gets Penix back. The receivers are playing, as far as I know. This is This is the lock, dude. UW to win this
0: game. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm uh, obviously I'm taking Washington. What was... I'm looking through Texas's losses this year. They lost to Tech somehow. They lost to fucking Texas Tech, dude. It's the
1: <laughs> Sark we're talking about here, man. Like, don't overthink this. This is Sark.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. God, I, I like read, when we got announced this game, I watched the uh, the highlights of the, of the Baylor-Element Bowl with Washington.
1: Yeah, that's not a great one, though.
0: Well, <laughs> it's amazing, because if you just stop them, like... Uh, Early, we won.
1: We didn't, though.
0: Yeah, but we looked great for a period of time. Like, Baylor got all over us, and then we, like, flipped the game so hard, it's amazing that Baylor ever came back. But we just, like, couldn't stop anybody, which is going to be a problem in this game for Washington. But uh, uh, we're, uh, like, (laughs) I mean, we truly, you know, the evidence suggests we truly have one of the great offensive coaching staffs in the nation. And uh, the personnel, at least certainly on the passing side, able to execute anything we want against anybody, you know, except for like the absolute top, top, top teams. And Texas isn't one of these teams. So we're going to score.
1: I believe that's true.
0: Yeah. So I'll take the over easy and then I like us getting points. I don't think I have any problem with that.
1: Yeah. Give us the points, dude. Just have to get to this game. Can't get to it really, to be honest with you. It's way too expensive to get down there. For this oh game.
0: for it, yeah, you'd have a place to stay in everything, probably, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I would go down there in a heartbeat, but it's just not. It's uh, the timing doesn't work out this year and the uh, it's way too expensive.
0: Well, that's why we uh invest in our couches. In that's our right. Giant TVs.
1: Of which I have many. That's yep. that's exactly right. All right. Um let's do one more of these after the bowl season, maybe?
0: Yeah. That's always fun. That's always the mark of a good season. I mean, it has it has as it has been for Tulane, it's also been an absolutely magical season for Washington. So much so that uh, I'm, like, not even super bothered by the fact, you know, like, obviously I would have preferred to go to the Rose Bowl, but I feel like this entire year has been so house money that, like, uh, it's uh, – I'm not ups- upset. I'm not going to let myself be upset by anything about Washington football this season. So uh, the opening to the next show is, like, fire to board. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, bowl, the bowl game was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that does it for this week's episode Algebra of College Receivers. For Eric, I'm Warren. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week or in a few weeks. You get it. All right, whenever, whenever you see us. You know? All right. <laughs>